welcome to... Hey, great shot. This is a great... <laughs> well, it's a high int- energy introduction. I need the fire alarms. I need the roaring lions. The ship has pulled into the dock. Give me that roar. I want thunder in the background. The horses are off to the races because it is time for our last Grand Slam of the year, Max Rothman. This is the Great Shot Podcast brought to you by Crack Rackets. My name is Alex Gruskin, and joining me for this U.S. Open preview podcast, he'll be with me through every segment of this show. It is my doubles partner, partner in crime, and the world's finest ginger, Maxwell Labauer Rothman. Maxie, hey, great shot. I love the energy, Alex. I'm feeling extra gingery today. The sun is bright. <laughs> the juices are is flowing. That the, is that the adjective form of ginger? Gingery? Gingery? I don't know. I had a lot of ginger uh, yesterday. Had some sushi. So it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's. I'm ready. Ginger beer. Just all types of ginger. I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad you're ready. I mean, this is really... I can't believe we're already at 2018's last Grand Slam of the year. This season really flew by. I know, and it is kind of sad to think that after this, we only have a few more events. I mean, we, we've got some good ones. Labor Cup, you know, that's that's a fun one. And uh, World, the Tour, World finals, Tour Finals, the Asia Swing, yeah, so uh, all the Challenger Swing, Australian Open Wild Card Challenge, some nerdy things that you and I love. But yeah, this is really, you know, this is the end of tennis's time to shine. It really gets, it enjoys only baseball in the summer, gives tennis a chance to really you know be a highlighted sport you know it's always on ESPN so this is really the end of that run but we have a lot of excitement for you because there's still so much great tennis ahead of us you know we've got a very special podcast planned today we've got multiple guests the entire Crack Rackets team is lined up to make appearances we've got Matt Stokowiak, Jamie McDonald, Alex Gornett I'm going to leave our fourth guest a mystery for now, Rothman, because I think the element of surprise will kind of add to the allure of this podcast, but I do promise you, it's a good one, listeners. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, hopefully going to bring in some hot takes and with some uh, some insider input. Uh, he he has made some appearances on the tour, more than a couple, and uh, may or may not and have... And more, more importantly, has made an appearance on the Cracked Interviews podcast. True that. So uh, definitely stay tuned, and uh, it'll, it'll be a fun segment with our mystery guest. But Yeah, and uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we talk about the podcast format. I promise you can do that, Roth, but don't give me those eyes. I can see you now via the Blue Jeans. I freaking ruin you. <laughs> Take those Punch eyebrows and shave them off, baby. Uh, I was going to say, I'll have to put the hood up on my sweater. But just a little bit of housekeeping before we go. Again, if you haven't, got to go check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. So much good content up there, whether it's the Futures, the Challengers, college tennis, you know, the pro circuit, obviously anything you could want in tennis, we have on our website. You know, all of our writers, Gordon Etz, Dekowiak, uh, Ryan Cardiff, Anna Bright, Parson Amadi, Bo Trays, just so much great content. Jamie McDonald, uh, just so many good things uh, happening. Nobody, nobody cares so about Jamie, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, go, he's in the background waiting to come on the podcast, so get your shots in now because I'm sure he'll come out firing. Um, but yeah, so much great content. If you missed anything from the summer and you want to catch up on it, go there. Follow our social media accounts Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Rothman. Eventually, you'll up your Twitter game, but. You've got a pretty entertaining Instagram, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's not as tennis-focused yet, tennis-centric, 
but uh, it'll get there. It'll get there as soon as you know our <laughs> professional photographer starts following us around and we've got <laughs> the, the video paparazzi. camera. Yeah, the paparazzi are coming at us. Then oh, it'll, it'll be flooded. Westoff does look like a paparazzi type of guy. <laughs> he could be a paparazzi camera. You just throw some shades and a baseball cap on him, and, and he's good. he's golden. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, and you know, speaking of Westoff, he's put a ton of time into it. If you haven't, go check out our newest platform, the CR Live, or as Bonatort says, you're the listening C- to to the CR Live. The thumbs CR up. thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so go check those out. A ton of great interviews from our time at Stowe. Um, if you want to know the eyebrows that Max is talking about or hear why I call him a ginger, you can judge for yourself. See us on video. And then, as always, check out the Great Shot Podcast as well as the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Listen, subscribe, rate, review. Like I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Your friends will appreciate it when you subscribe on their phones as well. I mean, so be sure to do that. I mean, you do call me a ginger, and like I'll, I'll accept that. But I think we might need to do a poll with our followers and see <laughs> see if it's if they think I'm a daywalker or a ginger. There is a distinct difference, and I think it's a worth asking walker. the fans. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, between that, we'll do that poll. We'll do the poll of what platform they watch their tennis on, because we, as we mentioned, tennis TV. Uh, tennis channel, all those things. We do want to know where you guys are watching your tennis, so be sure to check that out. But okay, enough small talk. I'm already getting sick of you, and we haven't even started today's mega oh, preview of the year's final Grand Slam. Again, we'll be talking about the 2018 U.S. Open men's singles draw, breaking down all four quarters of the draw in separate segments, and that's the way we're going to incorporate all of these different guests. We don't want it to be a cluster. F- we understand, you know, six voices coming at you at once. That's way too much. That's not the type of fun we're into here at the Great Shot Podcast. So we're going to keep it pretty simple. We're going to divide these segments, you know, again, each of the draw into quarters. That means four parts. We've got the Rafa section, the Federer section, the Del Potro section, and the Zverev section. And each time we're going to bring on a new guest to help us break down that quarter. Yeah, you pretty much said it. Um, after that, we'll... Uh, <laughs> God, you are something else. Um, yeah, after that, we'll basically just hop into our changeover chat. We'll bring everyone back into the room, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully have some entertaining hot takes for you and maybe some surprise segments within the changeover chat as well. So so stay yeah, tuned. And we- and we should say we, we're talking in these quarters about the contenders we see in the draw, our favorite first-round matchups. You know, we got in trouble doing this in Wimbledon, but we're going to try and give some predictions as well. We're going to say the matchups we would like to see most in the later rounds of yeah, the draw we'll, as well. We'll refrain from telling you to make bets on our predictions, <laughs> <laughs> considering last time. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure we tell you what we think is going to happen, potential upsets, and if you want to take our advice, you know, sure. Let's see, let's see how Vegas treats us. Look, I am still ready to make the bet against Federer and against Nadal now. Now, to get really good odds, you have to throw Djokovic in there as well and take the field over any of those three, and then you can make some serious money. I'll see if I can talk you into that by the end of this podcast. We'll, we'll get a parlay going. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's uh, Save it for the changeover chat. I agree. But there are plenty of interesting things to be talking about moving forward. But okay, with yeah, that let's, said. Let's bring in our guest. Yeah, I can see him. He's ready, baby. He's, yeah, he's absolutely. smiling. And so the first guest we will be bringing on to break down Rafael Nadal's quarter of the draw. He is a Cracked Rackets contributor and former Denison men's tennis superstar. You know, master of the forehand slice. Middle name is Foster. It's our very own Jamie McDonald. Jamie, hey. Great shot. 
I hate you both for making me wait so long for that intro. <laughs> and it's very clear that he's a ginger, so let's go. <laughs> well, he's coming in hot. I love to hear it. And we should hot is my hair, baby. <laughs> That's about right. Well, for the first time, Jamie is recording on his own into his own microphone. So in case you you know, didn't like hearing him as though he was a computer, you will now get to hear those dulcet tones for yourself. And we are excited to bring you on as our first guest, Jamie, because... I guess the first question I'm going to throw at you, and I'm probably going to throw this at all of our guests, what makes the Rafa quarter the most enticing section of the draw? I don't know if it does. Uh, <laughs> yes. Honestly, I hate, they, I hate to do you like that. But no, I don't thank think you for saying that. That's, I'm I, still going to talk about it, and it's there's definitely some entertainment value there, but I wouldn't kid myself and say this is the most entertaining. Well, then, maybe, I mean, that's fair, and I expect I'm going to get that answer a lot because I think everyone knows which section of the draw is the most entertaining, uh, and I'm not going to give my answer now. We'll save that for later on, but then let's start with the obvious places, the contenders in this portion. You have Rafa Nadal, who on the year, 40-3, and three, you know, five titles in terms of best wins, a category we have on our outline, trying to list who some of these guys have beaten throughout the year and why we think of them as we do. We just have way too many to count. And that's the truth, because when you've won five titles, you've only lost three f***ing times, and you're number one in the world, you are the guy to beat. Now, Rothman, Nadal is the defending champion. He won Rogers Cup. He won the French Open. You know, he almost beat Djokovic at Wimbledon, and the reason I say almost beat is to say he showed the level to get through that match, and you have to imagine whoever guy won that, whichever one won that, was going to beat Anderson no matter what. I mean, the obvious starting point... You know, Rothman is Nadal the guy to beat coming into this event? Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to say that he's the only one. I think that, honestly, if you're looking at this draw and results from the last, you know, few months, few weeks, per se, uh, I think there's multiple people that are the guys to beat. I think you could throw Fed, Djokovic, and Nadal on an equal playing field of all being the top guys of this tournament to beat neither, uh, excuse me, none of the three being ahead of the other. Well, I think that's a fair point. And then, you know, I think we'll talk about our contenders throughout this. So we'll talk about those other guys later, but Jamie, in terms of this portion of the draw, you know, Nadal is the guy to beat though, right? I mean, he is the, the prohibitive favorite to emerge from this section. Yeah, he's really the obvious one who you say, like, everybody's looking at him to the draw because he's easily expected to win this draw. You know, he has he has Kevin Anderson coming out of the bottom side of it, but at the end of the day, he's still, you know, just expected to do that. And especially that top half before he meets Kevin Anderson, everyone's going to be expecting him to just roll through straight sets, and I am as well, quite honestly. It's funny because we don't even give much thought to TM anymore. I think, you know, if you look back to last year, you might – see him in this part of the draw and say oh wow that's a that's a threat but we're we're automatically giving Anderson the upper edge and already saying that we think he's the one who's playing Nadal in that quarterfinal so it's just an interesting thing to see now sorry what's even more interesting you talk about a guy like Dominic Tiam I think with him with Kyle Edmund with Hyun Chung and it's unfortunate that we still include team in this group but these are young guys who may not be accustomed yet to the year in year out grind of the tour and again it's, I don't know why we have to still keep including team but these guys have played so many more matches than they're accustomed to team 52 matches at this point in the year that's ridiculous um 
you know, Shapovalov, 45 matches. That's a ton of matches. We'll talk about Chung later on. Yeah, Chung had an injury, so, you know, he might be an exception. But you look at a guy like Kyle Edmund as well, who looked just so tired in Winston-Salem this past week. You have to wonder, you know, with some of these young guys, perhaps because they're playing so many events, it's just wearing on their bodies. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at TM especially, his last few results have not been good. He lost to Tsitsipas first round at Rogers. He lost to Klezon first round in Austria at an ATP 250. He lost to Nicholas Jari in Germany in the quarterfinals. He lost to Baghdadis first round at Wimbledon. I mean, I do not have... Before Wimbledon, he lost to Sugita in the second round. It's It's been a rough last few months for him, so I don't know. I don't expect much from him in this tournament. Yeah, so I agree with that. Um, I've got Team in here as sort of a contender. I had a question mark next to his name earlier because it's like you look at his results and it's just not consistent. But at the end of the day, he's still, I mean, he's still a high seed and, you know, he got to the finals of the French. Like, he can absolutely rip the ball from the ground. Like, you, you got to expect that in one of these, he's sort of going to, you know, turn it back around. Especially like someone like him, um, you know, he plays so many matches in the year. We've seen that in the last two, three years, especially. Like, his just total match count is just incredibly high. And and that did help him get to a higher ranking when he was first doing it. But now you got to wonder, is that just taking a toll on its body? And is that something that's maybe affecting him negatively as he's moving through the season? Um, and it's quite possible. But Yeah, well, I think uh, if, if I'm a betting man, here's our first potential upset. No idea what the line is in Vegas, but I'm taking Stevie Johnson over Dominic TM second round. You heard it here. So that's something I wanted to talk about as well, and I'm glad we can use that as a transition. So even though you know Steve Johnson makes the final of Winston-Salem last week, a discussion I want to have throughout this preview is do we think that's a good decision to play an event like that so close to the start of the U.S. Open where you're going to have these three out of five set matches you know, hopefully throughout a two-week course and you just don't want your body to be worn down, especially this late in the season. But I think it's amazing we've gone this far in this section of the draw, and we haven't talked about the fact that it is loaded with American tennis players, and we're not even concerned about them. You know, Sam Query last year makes Wimbledon semifinal. I believe he made U.S. Open quarterfinals as well and and maybe lost to Anderson, if I remember correctly, but still him. We've got Jack Sock in this section of the draw. You know, none of us are going to put our necks out there for Jack Sock at this point. <laughs> You know, yes, you talk about Stevie and Dominic team. You know, they've played three times before. Stevie did beat him, and that was in 2017 on outdoor hardcore in three sets. That's also the last time they played. So, you know, that is something you can certainly see happening. But still, it's amazing to me that despite this section being loaded, you know, we haven't really talked about you know who's going to be the big breakout American star because they're if if an American was going to break out they certainly will have chances to in this part of the draw yeah I think that's fair um and you know to to return to sock yeah we've talked about him and then we've also said we don't want to talk about him but I think we still have to talk about him um because it's one of those things where you got to figure like you just keep looking at his results and you're like okay eventually he'll gain traction right and he'll get one and even in my predictions for this I still maybe against my better judgment, but I still put some faith in him. I think that he's got potential here, and especially in this section of the draw. Like, he's got some openings here in these first couple rounds, um, and then, you know, there would be a third-round matchup with Edmund, and, you know, if Sock's playing at the level that we know he's capable of, then he can get into that fourth round, but it's really just a matter of, um, you know, which Jack Sock's going to show up, and, and we hope, at least for the American tennis cheering on people, that he's not going to be the one that's shown up in the first round of the other majors, but rather, you know, the one that we saw toward the end of 2017. 
Yeah, I mean, my my initial reaction is that he loses to Edmund. Although I will say Edmund had a strong start to the season, and the last few months have been rough. He lost that's, to Stevie. That's another Salem. guy, in my opinion, who just again he looks worn down. He's yeah. not used to being a top twenty present for fifty two weeks. You know, that's not something he's done before. I think that's it's exactly right. He. Lost to Shapovalov in Cincy in the second round. Lost to Schwartzman pretty badly at Rogers in the first round. Lost to Murray at City. I mean, obviously playing good players, but he at City. Okay, Jamie, help us decide this. The good old. Have you ever heard of anyone refer to the City Open as at City? Like, oh, he played City last week. What? Mm, not what, what? so much. I mean, I've heard it, like, if we're already in the context of knowing which tournament, yeah, I guess. But, like, casually, I yeah, don't think you just, like, walk up. Like, yeah, if you're in a conversation about it, I think that's an okay. Be like, oh, yeah, it's City. Come on, Alex. Like, we've established this at this yeah, point. Come I, on. So, I get that. So but at the I same time, up... it's not like you can say, yeah, you can't just be up randomly like, oh, hey, did you see, like, Wimbledon highlights? Like, if you walk up to someone randomly, like, hey, did you see City highlights? They're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? No, exactly. If I went up to Grandpa LeBauer and said, Grandpa, when was the last time you saw City highlights? He'd be like, Manchester City, son? Are you talking about the basket or the, the soccer team? He he would think – he wouldn't even go that far. He would be in a whole new world of, of cities. <laughs> city? My favorite city is Paris. City? Yeah, exactly. That is my bank. <laughs> exactly. Well – so, despite me questioning that, uh, I do want to look at this draw and talk more specifically about some of our favorite matches because, as much, you know, we, we have an idea of some of the guys. Now, we should also mention some of the young guns in this section. Denis Shapovalov, Felix ogier Alassim, Taylor Fritz, um, as we mentioned, Americans, Jack Sox, Steve Johnson, Sam Query, Ryan Harrison, all in this portion of the draw. You know, the first match that sticks out to me, well, for forget, David Ferrer... You also can't David forget Rublev. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. Andre Ruba. I mean, I don't know if I forgot him or someone else filling out the outline forgot him. <clears throat> Jamie, hey, great shot. But still, uh, I, I, I agree. A lot of good names in this. No shade thrown back. Wow. I he, expected he, to get hey, jumped on there. He accepted his uh, his mistake there. <laughs> Do your own research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you talk about you know the first match again that sticks out. Rafa Nadal versus David Ferrer. David Ferrer retiring soon. You know, these are two guys who we've seen. They have played 30 times over their career. Rothman, guess what their career had to head is? 28 to 2. Jamie? Ooh, I'm going to go, so 30 times. I'm going to go 27 Nadal, 3 Ferrer. You guys are both very... It's funny how close you are, and, like, it was that your guess weren't that bad. It's 24-6. Like, uh-huh. I mean... That's just hey, good for Ferrer. It's six wins. Yeah, <laughs> at, at one point, Federer would have killed for a record like that. Yeah, oh, I think he's evened it out a little more since then. But still, great first match. Uh, I think we've all got Nadal. Nadal is going right? to no steamroll him. Exactly. It, this then is going to be a, a four, three, and two. Yeah, and then Pospisil, Laco. Uh, you know, not much to say there. Both of them are just going to be bait for Nadal in round two. Uh, you've got next under that Muller Vasenego. Um, I love Jills Muller. I happen to be a fan of anyone who serves in volleys. I think he's going to win this match. I don't know if you two have anything else to add there. No, I think he's mm. got it. No. Yeah, and then the next, the next one. Yeah. Very interesting. One of the 
quieter, more interesting matches of this section of the draw. Ramos Vinolas versus Karen Hachanov or Kiachnov Kiachnov have been liking to say so much recently. Um, you know, I think Ramos if I ever Vinolas, meet him, I'm gonna unintentionally go, "What's up, Kiachnov?" <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What the heck?" <laughs> so, uh, are you talking to me, like boss? Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, Ramos Vinolas, really solid game. Just. Not going to be an easy out. These are two guys. I could see this one being a three and a half hour four set match, and yeah. I'm going to take Hatch out of. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll definitely pull it out, and I think he'll actually end up taking Muller in the in the second round too. I think that's that's a fun third round match against Nadal. Well, I, I you know that's a match. Uh, let, let's talk about that now. Actually, I'm down to do that, and I I know you say it's a fun one, but it's it's interesting to me because career head to head, these guys have already played four times. Nadal's played them twice this year. Beat him in Monte Carlo and straights. Also just beat him recently at the Rogers Cup, as we mentioned. Uh, that's a 7-6-6-4 decision. So, you know, a good, you know, a good match, but a solid victory for Nadal. Um, you know, physically, Hechanov can hang with Rafa. I just don't know if he has a weapon yet to win. So if you're looking for guys who are going to advance to the fourth round, I think Rafa's path of all of these top seeds may be the most clear. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. He's played Kiechnov. I, I literally don't even know how to say his real Kiechnov. name anymore. It's just Kiechnov. <laughs> uh, he's had a, a pretty solid record against top guys this year, even though he hasn't always pulled out a win. Lost in the round of 16 to Zverev at French Open in five sets. In Wimbledon, loses to Djokovic in round of 16 after beating Tiafo and Ferrer. He also obviously just lost in a doll in the finals after beating Isner. He beat Query and El- and Ramos Vanolas in Cincy. So I mean he's had good wins. It you know, third round might be early enough where he's still fresh and can maybe pull off a set against Nadal. Is that too is that too ambitious? Uh, for 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 Kachinov. For Kachinov. I can't help it. Can't help it. <laughs> You've ruined me. But Jamie's like, this joke isn't funny. Like, guys, let me talk. Um, <laughs> I, so I agree with you. I, no, a set is never unreasonable in any best of five match. All of these guys are so good. Anyone can take a set off anyone. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good guess. You know, Jamie, in this top section of the draw that we've talked about, what are the matches you're looking at? And, yeah, how do you think that's going to go? Well, I mean, for me, obviously, I think they get more exciting the deeper into this you go, um, obviously, because more of the bigger names are going to be around. But um, I'm anxious to see the second round, uh, as Greskin loves saying, El Chapo um, and Query. <laughs> I think that's going to be fun to watch uh, if that does you end don't, up there. You don't like Shapovalov, Felix Ogier, Alassem first round? You don't think that's, that's a, too intriguing? No, I, I think like it's going to be intriguing, too, but I don't, I, I don't know. Quite honestly, I think... Yeah, but one's a lot more developed, in my opinion, um, and established. Well, yeah. yeah, but so and back so in the like, day, everyone was always higher on Felix Ogier Alassim, and I'm not going to call him FAA on principle or El Chapo. I despise that nickname. But this but is just, also this is also like a one of those brother matches where they've played a ton together. They're both Canadian, played for the national team. I mean, they've played together a lot. This is not. I think th- this is different than if you were having Chapo versus another youngin that you know he hasn't played with a lot like when you know a guy and you've practiced with him like I have with Gruskin which is why I beat him all the time it's a lot easier to get in their head which I also do it's it's just part of the game 
Oh my god, I'm not even gonna <laughs> touch that. What do you have to say, Jamie? I mean, yeah, I think you're. I think that's right. I think it's a different dynamic than most of the matches, especially in first rounds that we see. Um, but at the same time, I think there's still a clear favorite, um, and that's Chapo. So I don't know. I mean, is this a is this a straight set win? I, I mean, I. I'm not so sure about that. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I can, I don't know. I can see him losing, you know, one set six, four, you know, like a, like a, you yeah. know, a six, four, seven, five, four, six, six, two sort of deal. Like I can see no, that. That was very, if that happens exactly, you can take over as the host I'm of the Chop podcast. I don't want sure. to, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've tainted the name. I'm going to have to come up with a new name. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Not everyone has the uh, lip-biting capabilities to be a Great Shot podcast host. Um, yeah, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a sloppy match. Like you mentioned, that these two know each other so well. That leads to some ugly... I mean, they're just going to they're gonna be nervous. They're not going to want to try things. They're going to want to look good in front of the crowd. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a good match. Um, I think you mentioned Sock and Drazi. You know, if Jack Sock gets a little bit of momentum, can get one win, who knows what can happen from him? Because he's got a very doable portion of the draw. You know, as we mentioned, he's in the portion where he wins, he takes on the winner of Bedene and Basilis Vili. And then after that, either young guy Casper Rudd, uh, Gato Pea, who made a run at Wimbledon, or Lorenzi and Kyle Edmund. You know, of all of those names, yeah, Kyle Edmund's the one that sticks out. But to see Jack Sock in the fourth round... It's realistic. Like, you can see him playing well enough to outlast a tired Kyle Edmund. And if anything, Jack Sock's body should be in good condition because he has not had a lot of matches on the year. So, you know, him to... I don't know. Jamie, what do you think? Is it outlandish if I have him going to my fourth round on Tourneytopia? No, and I do too, actually. Um, the one thing I'll say wow. on that is a lot of times we've looked at the draw and we've said that. We've said that exact same thing. You know, we've said, hey, you know, this looks like this draw could be a big opportunity for Jack Sock. Like, yeah, let's see what happens. But, you know, then he unfortunately has lost a bunch of first round matches to, you know, people he really has no business losing to. And so you can sit here and say that, but until he sort of just rebounds from this sort of bad momentum that he's been having, you know, it's it's hard to back that sort of assertion with confidence, you know, but I'm still picking him. Well, well, we've Jamie, said it once, we've said it a thousand times, Jack Sox last four results at majors, first round loss Wimbledon, first round loss French Open, first round loss Australian Open, first round loss last year US Open, I'm going to go back two more, second round loss last year's Wimbledon, first round loss last year French Open, the guy's won one match in his past six majors, yeah, that, that that's not something you have a lot of confidence in. Yeah, I mean, as far as the fitness goes, Jamie, you posted a, a picture of his Instagram in the Slack channel, and... I gotta say, and quad- therefore you know his fitness. <laughs> his quads look pretty nice. He he might have been working on them. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know if it's that's just because you think you are Jack Sock. You literally oh, thought God. when you were hitting with Martyr, you were like, "I'm as good as these guys. I'm <laughs> slapping like Jack Sock." <laughs> I was definitely serving like Jack Sock. That's for sure. Oh my God, get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. But yeah, so you know, we talked about that portion of the draw. You know, moving on. So I got. I guess. It, your fourth round, you have Nadal sock, Jamie. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I do. I don't know. I didn't really think is about that, it I like mean, that. Yeah, but that's true. Is that what's it? That is, is that what's in your uh, yeah? I mean, that's Topia? that's true. That out yet? Yeah, no, I did, and I yeah, said it. Right. I, just, well, I didn't think so about it like that, but yeah. At? Rothman, what are you looking at, real quick? I got Edmund taking him out. Yeah. Uh, 
I reserve the right to come back. I'll pick later. Uh, and then we've got, yeah, you no. like that cop out? I yeah. No. Make a decision. Dude, or Edmund leave. was my boy in January. You know I loved him. Um, yeah. You have a lot looked, of boys that you end up ditching, so, which is a little disheart- or disconcerting. My, not loyal. My, my problem with this is uh, Edmund just looked so tired in Winston-Salem, but he literally could have been faking it just to be like, I need to get to New York. Like, I'm fine losing this match to Stevie Johnson, whatever. I mean, do you think people do that? I'm not going to say that out loud because I don't want to accuse people. I want them to come <laughs> on the show. So, well, yes. No, no one has ever tanked the match for any extracurricular reason. Except ed- for ever. Nick Kyrgios because he literally admitted it. Yeah. <laughs> or a Guillermo Canas, right? The guy who beat Federer like two times in a row and got banned for betting. That's another <laughs> guy. Who, and like guys like that, but I'm not going to, you know, we'll stop there. So let's move on. I'll take, okay, give me sock. But then on Turn Utopia, I'm probably going to pick Edmund. <laughs> um, yeah. That's All right, let's ridiculous. Move, let's move on to the bottom half of this yeah, quarter the be- again. the better half of this quarter, in my opinion. So we've got Team Bassett team, Johnson Istaman. Ist- again, you worry about Steve Johnson's fitness at the same time. Guys, fit is a fiddle. Uh, I, you've got Rothman, Johnson taking out team and getting to the third round, right? Yep. What about you, Jamie? No. But that's just straight, straight up no. I mean, that's good for you. But no, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I mean, I, I just yeah. think the, the the one-handed slice for Johnson less effective against a guy like Team who will just slice. You know, I think he's he's fine playing one-handed backhand well, slices and just lining up to fire. Yes and no. Uh, I think that's true. One thing I think that could happen potentially is I mean, we all know that Stevie just loves to slice that. The thing with someone with a one-hander, I mean, Team will just slice back a lot of the time. Um, and so uh, sometimes that's what Stevie I think that's wants to happen. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, a lot of times that will sort of line up in a point how he wants it to, because instead of someone who's, you know, got a solid two hander, take a Nishikori Djokovic, they're just going to rip that ball most of the time. You know, you've got someone like team who probably 50% of the time is just going to slice that back. And even though, yes, he does have a great slice, you know, that's more of the sort of style of play that, you know, Stevie wants to be having. And so, I don't know. That that could potentially, you know, help Stevie out in that matchup. I still have team going on. To me, oh, hmm. I like Dominic team. You have to wonder again how fresh both of these guys are. Team's got the bigger weapons, but playing, I mean, I don't think, I, I, these guys are going to hit so many inside out forehands. It's going to be unbelievable. And like, the, who's ever inside in is better on a given day. Who's ever able to change direction and go line more frequently. I think that's the guy who wins. Team's been injured. He's been sick. I'm going to roll with you, Rothman, on this one. I'm going to take Stevie J. I, I like that pick. I think there's always a top 16 seed to go down. It would not shock me if Team's the guy. Um, yeah, all right, let's move on to— Especially with sorry, his recent—yeah, I was just saying, especially with his recent results. And it would be so sick if this happened, if Fritz could somehow pull out a win versus Zverev and a win versus Batista Goot and a Stevie Fritz third round— the the likelihood of that is obviously so low because Fritz can literally do anything, but that would be <laughs> awesome. I don't know. So, yeah, talking about that side of the draw again, you've got Zverev, Fritz, Kubler, Bautista, Goot. You know, Zverev's going to get Fritz stretched, but he, you know, Fritz always hits the return cleanly. It's just a matter of how Zverev is placing that first volley. Uh, you probably give Mishka the edge, but 
you know, again, all of these matches, Johnson, team, and then Fritz Virov, stay aways. Do not gamble on these ones because they really could go either way. I'm going to favor Fritz there. I always have. You know, Fritz plays well at the U.S. Open. That's where he won his junior slam. Give me Fritz in that one. And then, yeah, Bautista and Gude in the next one. What are you thinking, Jamie? Uh, no. Uh, I think I think Zverev's got the edge. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm going to do that a lot to you. No. Uh, no, I don't think Fritz has the edge in that. You're right um, in the fact that we have seen him play some good tennis there. I just don't think he has the edge, and I think Zverev's just going to put a lot of pressure on him all match long, and he has the enough he has enough experience to get it done. I think I think he's going to go through that. Batista Agut, I think advances, and then you have Zverev and Batista Agut. Eh, could go either way, but Batista Agut has the edge there. No, typical Jamie sticking with the seeds. I should have just called Stokowiak to do this section. Nice. I uh, mean, Rothman, any disagreement? I'm right. I, I was just going to say <laughs> that in Wimbledon, he went five sets with Zverev in the second round with his with the other Zverev, his brother. I, I think he's got the Zverev genes down. He, he knows now from the younger brother what to it's expect from the older brother. Completely different games. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. literally, like, if you put those side by side, you'd be like, what the <laughs> The stroke, that the is stroke production isn't that the same. Is, the style isn't the same. Body type. Am, that's am the equivalent. To... No, that's the equivalent of the six-one theory from Pleitner. Yeah, we already <laughs> have one of those. Get that. Sh- <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. All right, let's uh, speed this up a little bit. Who, who are your picks? So, who are your picks, Rothman? So I mean, I've got Stevie beating TM in the second. I do have Fritz winning his first against Virov, but losing to Batista Goot. Uh, and then I do have Batista Goot beating Stevie in that third round, taking on Did Anderson. Did you have Batista Goot getting to the fourth? Yeah. Interesting. What about you? Who's your fourth rounder, Jamie? Uh, out of that, I've got team. Yeah, right, sticking with the seeds. Sorry. Sorry to, sorry to disappoint you there. It's either going to be team, Stevie, Fritz, or Bautista Agut. So I've narrowed oh, it down to four. Oh, wow. Oh, no way. <laughs> Good job. It's 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 one of those four. I'm really proud of you. Dude, this is f***ing hard. Yeah, They're well, all stop being well. a little baby-backed all and right. make a decision. I'm not... Uh, I'll take team simply because uh, the way he made it to last year's U.S. Open against Juan Martin God. Del Potro and should have had him. I've seen him play well in the early rounds. He's good on the hard court. Three out of five sets is tough. Yeah, give me team advance to the fourth round as well. All right, let's move on quickly. You go back and forth more than a freaking seesaw on these decisions here. Hey, great shot. You don't don't (laughs) even deserve to say that right there. Let's move on. All right, we did bottom half is the best. We did Shapovalov FAA in terms of what to expect. Just give me straight up picks. Who you got? Shapovalov's beating Query in the second round. Rublev is winning his first, giving Anderson a tough second round, but Anderson's taking it. And then Anderson's beating Shapovalov to go to the fourth against Batista Gut, where he also wins that match and faces Nadal in the quarters. Jaime? I've got the first part of that, except I've got the I've got the upset pick there. I think Anderson's going to be worn out from one of those matches um, in the second round, no matter who he plays. And then Shapovalov, I've got breaking out a little bit here. I believe in it. I love watching him play. I believe he can do it. And then once he gets to there, uh, I think team still comes out of the section. But I think you get good experience from Shapovalov, and you see some good results there. I think that's a good point. I think Anderson is one of the low key, one of the most low key hard first couple rounds because he's got these young guys who aren't necessarily, you know, seen as potential uh, 
players to upset someone, but I think they are. I think they're all young and could easily come out firing and, and take out Anderson. So I, I kind of agree with you there. I think it's a risky play to put him in the quarters. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just saw it. I mean, I, I just saw it in the draw. You know, it's one of those things where if you ask someone straight up without looking at the draw, like, do you really think Shapovalov's going to do that well and go that far? It's like, ah, oh, well, no. But then you go match by match, and you're like, well, you take you think he's got the edge first round. You think he could pull it off second round. You think Anderson's going to be worn out from one of those two matches. Like, anything can happen, especially five sets. Like, Anderson's body's got to hold up for a long time against, like you said, a lot of young people who are just going to be firing shots from the baseline over and over and over. Yeah, the other thing you could see is query just come out of nowhere and start bombing serves and forehands like we've seen him do that before like he yeah. he could he could be the dark horse on the side of the draw and just somehow play out of his and win a few rounds i mean that's definitely doable too i think this is the most interesting little section because there is so much young talent and old talent that you know could on a on a good day take down some big players I agree with everything you guys said. I don't have much to add. I'll just ask this. So, again, final picks for this sec- section. For you, who's who's matching up with team in the fourth round, Jamie? Ooh, who's matching up with team? I have Shapovalov. I really? Think so Over Anderson? Yeah. That's what I said earlier. Wow. I love it. I think that would be such a fun match to watch, too. Two one-handers, both just absolutely crank from the – from the baseline like that'd be so fun to watch and i don't know i want to see it happen so i'm putting my faith in it whether it happens or not who <laughs> knows but i want to see it so that's why i'm putting it maxi did yeah. he make a convincing case i mean i also don't think tm's making it that far so i, I think it's going to be an anderson batista goot my ideal would be a, a stevie shapovalov but I, I just don't think that's happening. So The way you just so casually say Stevie Shapovalov is really hilarious to me. Um, all right, I haven't said my piece. FAA Shapovalov, oh, I really want to take FAA. I'll give it to Dennis just to not upset you guys. I'm not in the mood for the argument. Um, Query Seppi. Dude, if Slam and Sammy comes out, if he's just bombing That's what I was surf, saying, man. You're so correct. You're so correct. Uh, I think he beats Shapovalov round two. I'll take Sam in round Jeez. three. And then I think, I think, oh, Shardy's my guy, though. You know that's my guy now, Roth. See, that's what I mean. Shardy is in this little section, and, like, that's some old talent. I mean, so is get- Seppi. There's not a single one of these eight guys I'm not intrigued with. Right. I mean, dude, Eastamine is a good old player. Like, he, I mean, he's, on, he's been on the tour forever, too. Yeah, but Istaman's not in this group of eight. But nevertheless, oh, well, sorry, I take... he's in the he's above them. That's true. Yeah, still, I will take Shapovalov. Query, query wins. I'll take Rublev, and I'll take Anderson over Rublev. That's yeah, fine. I whatever. Knew that was coming. Uh, and then I'm going to take Slam and Sammy though over Kevin Anderson because oh I just my think God. I love it. Because hint, hint, Sam Query may be my final pick or my pick for. Last American male player standing later on. So I'm going to take Slam and Sammy. That and is. Then, and then I'm going to have him get in all the way to the quarterfinals against Nadal. I really see it. Like, and I then see what? him. And then, and then Nadal's taking him in the quarters? I think Sam plays. Yeah, I think Sam plays team tough. I think that's the exact matchup he wants. A guy with the one-hander who we can go after with the big serves. Uh, you know, I think Sam wins that match, plays Nadal. 
I'm not ready to say Sam's taking out Nadal. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but yes, I do have Sam getting to this quarterfinal, and I guess I have Nadal advancing to the semis. I don't think Edmund. I think Edmund could beat him. I think if a hot sock enters that fourth round, that's going to be a fun match. But yeah, give me Nadal versus Sam for my quarterfinal, and I'll take Nadal for the win. Jamie, who do you got? So wait, on before Jamie goes, you're going to take a guy who is 18 and 17 on the year, has made two quarterfinals all year, and just lost to Taro Daniel in the first round of Winston-Salem. You're taking him to the quarterfinals of this year's 2018 U.S. Open. Yeah, because I think three out of five sets, a whole new ball game for big servers. That's my thing. I think it's the big serving. I think that's what takes him through. Can you explain that more? I just think it's hard. Let's bet on this. Uh, <laughs> let's put money on this, man. Wait, wait, wait. can you explain <laughs> your? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna give you a chance. I, I want you to explain your point about big serving and best of five versus best of three. I think it's easier to get a break. I think you get one break in best of three, then you just need to win one tie break. To get multiple breaks against a big server is is just hard to do. And the more the guy serves, you know, the more it evens out, and the less of a chance you're gonna have to break him. Because he's going to have more opportunities to serve, and he will just, you know, he's more likely to hold, just okay. based on the growing number of sample size spread okay. out over time. Okay, I was just curious what you're talking about because there was no explanation there, and everyone just kind of glossed over it. And I was like, All yeah, right, no, sure. I'm te- and I think it's harder. <laughs> I think you can lose one breaker in a three out of five set match, and it's okay because you still have, the other guy still has to win two more sets, and that would be taking two more breakers off of a big server, assuming Sam is serving well, which I suppose is a big assumption at this point. I just, uh, yeah. Maybe I just yeah. really want Sam to go for. I want any. Yeah, you clearly so just want him far. All right. All right so I'm then, also just trying to provoke. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, so, fine. I'm, I'm not changing my no. No, no. You guys. So, I'm not so changing. You've got you both. <laughs> you've I'm got. Not changing my mind. A Nadal query quarter. I've got an Anderson Nadal quarter. Jamie, what do you got? I've got the Nadal. Ooh, who did I pick? Eh, who do I want? To, I got the Nadal team I'll, quarter. I'll say this: Nadal team head to head seven three. Nadal's leading. Team has beaten him before, and yeah. you know, team. I think all of their matchups though have come on clay, so this would be the first time they meet on a hard court. Could add an interesting dynamic if Nadal can't pick on that backhand with his forehand as much. You know, you think team's got a shot there, right, Jamie? Uh, it's hard to say that just because the more so than Sam Query. He's also had a trash few tournaments since then. Yes, I I agree. (laughs) Definitely more of a chance than Query, in my opinion. But the thing is, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Recently, it's 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 kind of hard to look at team and have some, you know, uh, essence of confidence just because you're seeing the mixed results, you're seeing retirements, and it's tough to look at and be like, oh yeah, I want to I want to back this guy right here. Now, if he's on, then yeah. Here's the real question then. On a, on their good day, on a very on day, who has a better chance, Anderson or team? Ooh. I think Anderson. I, I think, think the Anderson. way he's been playing. You have to say Anderson just Anderson. because of the serve. Yeah. When, yeah, and the, when someone like that serves well, yeah. you're f- That's, yeah. On the hard think, court yeah. at the U.S. Open with the big ball that he's hitting, absolutely I'm taking yeah. Anderson. I think Anderson just because he has that exactly like you guys said especially if he's playing really well he's got that ability to hold serve so easily so I agree. Alright All right, well, well then, then that, that about wraps up our quarter. It, it makes it easier when we agree on something right? <laughs> yeah I was going to say we only like, went oh, wait, 40 not, minutes. You know, yelling. Yeah, it, yeah. O- it only took us 40 minutes to cover one quarter of the draw mm, so I'm yeah, sure that bodes good, well for the rest of our preview. That's a good sign. 
Yeah, Jamie, I'm, I think I'm going to do this for all of our guests, so I want to give you this opportunity as well. You have 30 seconds. Give me all of your thoughts on the rest of the portion of the draw, and then we will bring you back in at the changeover chat to get some more predictions. <laughs> go, oh boy. 30 right, seconds here we go. every match. Here we go. All right. Here's start, wait, 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 sorry. 30 seconds. Fliegner, start the clock. Okay. I want to see Valverinka do really well in this tournament. I think it'd be really fun. I want to see him get back to that form. So I'm picking him to go real far in this tournament. Uh, as far as the next-gen people, I'm going to be looking out for them. You know, it's really weird. I kind of want to see if Tsitsipas can back up this momentum he's been having, you know. Uh, he had that huge run at the Rogers Cup, and I want to see if he can back it up at all. Um, he's got some interesting dynamics in his portion of the draw. He's had a weird year in terms of inconsistency, a lot of good wins, but a lot of weird losses. I want to see if he can, you know, get on the right track in terms of consistency. And that, there's your 30. I and actually really wins. enjoyed... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you'll get your chance for your prediction. Settle down. But, Jamie, really appreciate you coming on. And, again, stick around because we'll want you back on for the changeover chat later on. Sweet. I, uh, it's been a blast. What can I say? Yeah, always is. Always is. Uh, but, yeah, so with that, Rothman and I will be right back. But stick around. Stick around.